Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Today, I'd like to talk about what has often been referred to as the stepchild of the visual arts. Now, while painting retains a certain undeserved prestige and performance art and, well, conceptual art still benefit from their crude, brainy, yet militant banality. Sculpture is... Sculpture is kind of marginalized. It's sort of like... It's sort of like the aging uncle at Thanksgiving sitting silently at the corner of the dinner table, having lost long ago whatever familial stature he once enjoyed for some long-forgotten achievement, barely holding on to a dignity that has been lost through the cruel irrelevance of old age. That sculpture. I mean, there are exceptions, of course. There are still a few of those decadent aging family members who can still bask in the reflected light of their wealth or their eccentricities, knowing that everyone will at least pretend to respect them, hoping for some meager sliver of their considerable legacy once they finally depart from the living. I mean, most people have at least one or two balloon dog members of their extended family, but for the most part, sculpture like drooling uncles doesn't really get the respect it deserves. So, all I have to say is thank God for selfies. I mean, as any regular visitor to museums and galleries will tell you, taking a selfie in front of a painting is well, it's, it's something of a gamble. I mean, you can never be sure of the depth of field on those smartphones and the glare. I mean, why some of these painters still insist on varnishing their pictures is beyond me. You can, you can never be sure about a selfie taken in front of a painting. But a sculpture, on the other hand, a sculpture is perfect, whether it's, I don't know, like, Michelangelo's slave at the Louvre, or I don't know, any one of these, any one of these um, Richard Serra tilted arcs, the sculpture selfie is pretty nearly a sure thing. I mean, it's guaranteed. I mean, I don't care who you are or what you're wearing. Everyone looks sophisticated in front of a small, white, plywood meadow of brightly colored monumental ceramic mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, have you seen, have you seen those Damien Hirst uterus sculptures in front of the Cedra Hospital in Doha? I mean, between that and the Guggenheim Abu Dhabi, I think the Persian Gulf is going to be the next 21st century Montparnasse. And, 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 and you know what? Speaking of France and mushrooms, I'm told I'm told that the unsung heroine of Parisian arc welding, none other than Chantresse Lula, has just been commissioned by the International Olympic Committee to direct the opening ceremony of the 2024 Summer Games. And, and, and talk about sculptural psychedelia. 
I don't think we'll easily forget Lula's insane piece from the 2002 Gegenbach Art Fair. Huh? I don't know, not, 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 not too many artists would, would dare fabricate a 47-foot soy paraffin-scented candle. I mean, Chantress Lula is an amazing artist. I mean, she's, she's freaking amazing. And you know what? You know what? We, we actually should have her on, on the podcast. I, 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 would, I would love to find out the story behind her, her proposal to cover the entire island of Malta in a fitted silk bedsheet. That would make a great conversation. But, but you see what I mean? Once you start talking about it, thinking about it, once you start talking about sculpture, you realize that, 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 that it's actually alive and well and thriving. And, and sculpture is really an intelligent and, 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 and sophisticated method of expression. And, and, and just because some of it is bright red or, or, or maybe some of it looks like Turkish taffy lollipops or, or just because you find a lot of it on the New York High Line, it doesn't automatically disqualify it from serious consideration. I mean, I like sculpture. I really do. I mean, the real problem with sculpture you know what the problem is? The real problem with sculpture is storage. I mean, people don't talk about it, but really it's a huge problem. You know, when curators and, and, and collectors get tired of bright, coy, clumsily drawn pictures of sneezing girls and sleeping pets, you know what they do? They just slip them into these climate-controlled little nooks, filing them away like expensive dinnerware or, or old tax returns. But sculpture, on the, uh, on the other hand, is is, it, it's, it's such a pain to put away. I mean, most museums just leave them outside like, 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 like rusted lawn ornaments. I mean, there's nothing sadder than a sculpture garden. There, there's something funereal about them, a, a kind of hodgepodge Père Lachaise where bloated boteros loom over sleepy Henry Moores and, 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 and towering Desuveros compete with rotating calders while tourists vie for shade while sipping their $12 oranginas. But there's good news. There's great news. There's good, great news in the post-post-post-post-modernist horizon. A very creative and very lean and lasting remedy is on its way. You know, we are, we are blessed these days to have the geniuses of Silicon Valley tirelessly lubricating our daily customs with disruptive solutions to our ridiculously prosperous lives. Attention, art consumers, there's this thing, this new thing, and I'm sure my younger listeners already know about it. There's this thing, this new thing that is really shaking up the art world and has all the promise of being the next, I don't know, the next we work. They call them NFTs. And, 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 and I'm not going to pretend to understand what they are, but one thing I'm sure of, I'm sure that when you get sick of them, when you get tired of all your NFTs, you won't have to rent a warehouse space in Long Island City and hope your art collection doesn't get, get moldy. I mean, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. They're amazing. 
I mean, you know what? It must be, it must be like how the Venetians of the 15th century felt when they, when they figured out how to use oil paint. I mean, these are exciting times. I mean, this is a total changer of the game. And I can tell you that Timmy is not going to miss this boat. No, not this time. I mean, I'll never forgive myself for missing out on, on the graffiti thing. I, I could have retired already and all that crap they used to spray paint on my East Village tenement back in the old days, but, but not this time. No, no, not this time. I'm not going, I'm not going to let these non-fungibles or whatever the heck they are, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let them slip through my hands. No, I've got all my interns working on it, and I, and, and, and I even I even bought a new dedicated laptop where I can mine all the Bitcoin and Ether and Doge coin I can get my fingers on. And and while I'm crypto diversifying, I'm keeping a keen eye on the next digital Keith Haring, and I'll surely keep you up to date because every day there's a brand new set of criteria, whole new sets of practices and critical tools, novel and unanticipated categories that will define for the next generation and generations to come how to fully comprehend the lives of contemporary artists.